everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 13 of Wipe It Off. It's been ages. I needed a break. Like I needed just like a three month nap. I didn't nap at all. I've in fact been really, really busy. Um, and it's been summer and there's been a lot going on. Obviously here in the UK, we've come out of lockdown. And to be honest, I've just I started a new job and have just been here, there and everywhere. And it's been great. Um, but I'm back. I am back with some fantastic guests and I'm really really excited for this next few months um so my usual bits and bobs that I like to say at the beginning of the podcast is thank you thank you thank you for tuning in if you tune in and you resonate with it then I'm so 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 happy um I'm happy that you've even taken the time to come and and try and listen uh, but if it's not for you that's cool um you know I won't be offended no worries at all and if it is for you then welcome thank you thank you thank you um this is I like to call this like a self-help tool you know podcasts and they're all part of self-development and and opening your mind and you know trying to to use these different things to help you obviously if you are feeling somewhat like like, like you can't go on you know that you're really struggling please 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 um do call the Samaritans or, you know, whatever mental health um, hotline that you've got in your country or in your area. Um, because, yeah, as I say, this is this is just a, another self-help tool. And there's lots out there now, which is fantastic. Um, so today I have got the wonderful Ryan Hartley on. Um, so he w- runs the um, always better than yesterday so he runs a company where he does um a lot of coaching he has his own podcast um so I feel like a bit of a beginner beginner compared to him (laughs) because he's um he's been doing this all for a long time so I'd like to welcome him on hello Ryan yeah oh thank you so much so good to be here thank you Thank you for coming on. I need I need you to say what a, what a lengthy intro that was for my podcast. I'm not going to edit any of it though. I never do. Heartfelt. But. It was heartfelt, and and I hats off to anyone that will create space and place for people to come and be and be part of a community. And yeah, hats off to you, my friend. And I, I'm glad uh, you I'm glad you had a break. I'm glad you had a break. And um, thanks for having me on. No, that's okay. But yeah, a break is good. A break is good. But I want to know all about obviously I've invited you on because I think you just know don't you know these people that you feel like they're on your level and you're like yeah they're they're my energy I want I want to get involved and what I want them to come and can come and talk to me so first of all tell me all about always better than yesterday have I said that right thank you yeah 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 Uh, I I, (laughs) um so I I spent 12 years in the UK police service and uh, I was a civilian and through my right. leadership development, yeah. So through my leadership development journey, I um I had the opportunity to train as a as a coach, and you know I loved leadership. I loved this concept of leadership anyway, and and coaching was my kind of style of leadership. So it made sense yeah. to train. And um, but at the police, I was only coaching people that were a problem or wanted promotion. Short sighted, but my my wife was a network marketer at the time. She was doing unique and um. She had a downline of about 300 women. Oh, wow. And I thought, you know, here's a win-win opportunity here. I could spend my time in the evenings uh, coaching her downline so that they would get better. And, and I would learn how to be, you know, a coach and how to be better. So it, it'd be almost like a win-win. And I did that for a good couple of years, you know, spending time after work, coming up, we would come home, put the kids to bed, sit in the office. And 
I must have coached about 50 of her downline over a couple of years. And um, it was under this banner of, of um, always better than yesterday. Um, I, I was coached myself. Um, and those were kind of words that have really kind of come to mind when I talked about my own purpose, my own why. And they've never really left me. And because I'd coached enough people, I just put them all into this one place on Facebook. And, and I called that group, We Are Always Better Than Yesterday. And I guess that was the start of something bigger than, than me. And, um, and I've just shown up every, every single week, um, serving my heart out, sharing my leadership insights, bringing good people together, connecting good people. And, and after nearly five years, uh, well, four years last year, I, I was able to leave my full-time job at the police and, and run Always Better Than Yesterday full-time. So a bit of coaching, a bit of cheerleading, a bit of kick-assing, a bit of coaching, uh, consulting, a bit of podcasting. Yeah. I feel like Amazing. I've got the master. I feel like I've hacked life. You know, <laughs> I feel it's... I love, that. It's, I love um, that. Yeah, thank you. That's fantastic. So you touched on it but this is what I now want to know. My next question is, what is your why? Why do you do it? Well, why do I do it? So uh, let me take you back to my leadership days. Um, I really fell in love with um, Simon Sinek's um, TED Talk, um, okay. which is all about start with why. And it really yeah. inspired me to go and find my own why. And the I was things were good for me at that point. We're talking about four or five years, probably about five or six years ago, I was um, in a really good place. I, w I was loving my work, uh, loving being a dad. You know, things were really good. And uh, and the words that came to me were about helping people be at their best, helping them be confident yeah. um, so that they can be better than they were yesterday. What I've really learned is that I deepened my sense of purpose through understanding my pain. So a couple of years later, things weren't so good in my life um i had marital issues i had um so much problems at work because because of the social media presence i was having um right. and, and i just got to this huge sense of uh feeling unloved and, and like like yeah. i didn't matter like i didn't belong and it really triggered me and and so i you know being a coach you do the work you go back where's this coming from and, and for me my pain stems from just abandonment. You know, two male role models have left my life at key times. My dad, when I was six months old, stepdad, when I was 12. So I never really had a male role model. And that kind of fear of, of abandonment has is, is shaped me for the good and for the bad. Um, yeah. So understanding my purpose in that perspective has just made me understand that I, I love helping people feel like they matter, like they belong that they can contribute their gifts and talents to something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And ultimately the best way that I can do that is to help create more leaders who do that for people. The yeah. types of leaders who create the space and the team, the environment where people can come unconditionally loved that can do their best work and that they can go home and be better for whoever needs them in their life. So that, that's my why is to, is to really help, create more heart centers leaders in the world because i believe that when i do that people teams communities they all get better as a result yeah absolutely and I, that's brilliant that you say that because it has such we don't realize how much of an impact that causes us mm. poor leadership can really be a make or break to yeah. many things and it's not just 
it's not just when you talk about work it's when you talk about parenting it's when you talk about mm. friendships you know hobbies anything so have you had I mean I guess yeah the, the whole father figure and male role model mm. definitely but any any other poor leadership that you've come across that's made you kind of more driven oh. to do Unfortunately, in the police, you know, it's very, it, it relies too much on hierarchy and rank and position to influence people. And I don't yeah. think true leadership is is following because I have to, it's following because I choose to. Yeah. But too often you see lazy leadership in the police and it reverts to kind of power and and performance and, and scrutiny. And and so, yeah, I've, I've had occasions where um, people do the the um the really easy thing which is to beat people up for numbers mm. rather than to have the difficult conversation which is a heart-to-heart human conversation that says hey look you know you're falling short of your standards here um you know is everything okay because you know you have a got to have a compassionate approach because what you'll probably realize is beyond the underperforming person is probably a life circumstance but unfortunately so often within that environment it was it was an assumption that you have to leave home at home yeah humans humans. they're emotional beings and i think the difficult thing for for leaders to be able to do is to get in the trenches and be with people and sit and and understand and have some compassion and have those difficult conversations so when i said earlier that i was coaching people who were a problem i shouldn't have been coaching those people they're line managers they're managers they're leaders Mm should have been having those tough compassionate conversations i call it love tough right too often we talk about tough love Mm. and that's just an excuse for being a dick i think love tough means that you and i know that there's this this um container of unconditional love you my friend belong in this team we value you for the all the good and and all the the weaknesses that you have and it's Mm. in that container that i've earned the right to challenge you because your position within our group is not threatened but there are things that you are doing that either are annoying or unsettling or that uh, you're just not quite. So if I can bridge the gap of humanity that says, okay, we're going to have this tough conversation. Mm. You're, you're not meeting your standards in this particular area. You might turn around and go, ah, I was never told. Yeah. I was never, I was never shown that. And you think, well, there we go. So too often, leaders will just default to um your numbers are bad i'm going to put you on a performance action plan you need to improve without investing in the relationship mm. the human being the understanding or even seeing themselves as responsible for equipping you to do the job effectively that's what i love about leadership is that it's not you and the team serve me it's no i my responsibility is to serve you and your teammates so that you have all that you need to go and do the job to your best ability yeah yeah and I think it's just been I feel like it's just a domino effect in that Hmm. people go through hard times so therefore you know for an example for example you've got let's just say in work you've got a manager who's going through hard times so then they're passing it on to mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. that they're managing who's going through hard times yeah. and then their past not and then it's almost just like we've all we've all been through these crap times yeah 
but actually how how much of a percentage of people will stop to look at themselves and how can they change themselves and how can they better themselves and how can they learn more about who they are being and how they are treating other people do you know what i mean how many yeah. how many people actually sit down and think that's something that i well, need to look at this is it and people won't do that if the hierarchy above them don't do that because it's not safe to do mm. that it's not safe yeah. to lay down your guard if you know the signal of the tribe is one of we show no weakness yeah. so it takes a courageous leader to go first and and for me like you know i said 2019 marital struggles i was i was a very um emotionally very um i was finding it very difficult to go to work my heart was pounding outside my chest yeah. um and you know this is this is where leadership is both a, a blessing and a curse it's a blessing because it is it reminds you that it's bigger than you and you have a responsibility to uh, look after those around you so you you almost focus less on self which is you know yeah. helpful in some way but it's a curse because there's no hiding place <laughs> yeah. there's no hiding place you know these people need yeah. you you have a responsibility and and i'm under no illusion that leadership is probably one of the hardest things to do because it requires if we're going to do it properly we really need to be able to uh be brave to to sacrifice when the time comes to it yeah not like sacrifice our lives not like that but like sacrifice our time our energy yeah. yeah our safety to say the difficult thing when it'd be easier not to mm. um so that that takes a lot of effort which is why i always say the first step in leading others is to lead ourselves we have to get ourselves to a point where we've raised our own vibrational frequency we have to get to the point where we've um given ourselves what we need because you know leadership's demanding it's transactional it will take 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 from you yeah so you have to get to a point where you you know and this is why i get up at silly clock in the morning and do what i do in the morning yeah not because it's well i've made it fun but because i realized that i needed to to give myself energy to be able to survive the rest of the day yeah so what what does your morning routine look like um is it a routine I guess it is. I don't. I don't like the. Um, I guess the. I wouldn't say it's routine purely because I think life can sometimes get in the way. But yeah. a friend of mine, Garland Vance, he talks about have a morning buffet. Have a selection of things that add energy to your heart, your mind, your soul, and just know that you can pick two or three of them off every morning. So for me, on my buffet is uh, early mornings sunrises cold showers meditation good music yeah. coffee workouts so that's about what six or seven things i've just said yeah. and most mornings at the moment i'm getting up at 4 45 i'm doing breath work and then i'm doing a gym session and then i'm having a coffee love that i could do that i could do that now because i've been doing it consistently for two years when i first started ugh, it was hard it, <laughs> it was really hard but what the great thing i've got now is the understanding that i'm such a better person on the other side of that that i want that you know it's worth the sacrifice of my sleep because i yeah. want who i become as a result of doing that i become a little bit more calm loving patient uh, i become more um the way i describe it is i can come to the world needing nothing yeah and, and particularly when you run a business or when you're leading like coming from a position of leading nothing that really enables me to lead from love 
not from lack. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's what, yeah, once you get, and I love what you said about it's not routine because sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. I have a thing of giving myself such a hard time if I wasn't mm-hmm. consistent. And this is, this is a word that goes around a lot in yeah. coaching and in bettering yourself. Consistency is key. Yes, it is. But then I got to the point in realizing, and I want your, your take on this, and that as long as you, I can't remember where I read it, but it was like, oh, my battery's running light. Oh, crap. Oh, I'm not going to edit that out either. Where's my charger? <laughs> oh, no. Where actually is my charger? This is slightly worrying. I did not think this through. I love it. Uh, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where actually did I put my charger? Can you bear me just one second? I'm just going to run to my room and see if it's in there. I think it's in my room. This is amazing. Oh, and you're not, And you're not going to edit this out? Fantastic. I love this. <laughs> for the podcast listeners she has gone out of the room <laughs> she's coming back <laughs> it's I'm amazing. Not out. I am... well i think you know i think the 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 human I, I think i think i think the world needs more human exactly and i think this is a great um... example of too robotic and too perfectionist and too everything has to be perfect i'm sorry but i'm not that person exhausting yeah it's exhausting (laughs) it's exhausting trying to yeah trying to adhere to all these things that everyone thinks you should be and not for me not for me so good where were we i was saying so you talked about you talked about consistency and and i think i'll link it to what you said at the very start, which is I've been doing this, you know, but in in some ways, you and I are in the same place. Like I just haven't stopped. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's the thing. Like, yes, I can sit here and say I've interviewed 148 people, um, yeah. some incredible people. But I just started for the love of it. And yeah. um that, that consistency. For me, I'd like to define what that consistency is because it, it, it shouldn't. You know, some people think if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, that you need to be putting out 20 to 30 pieces of content a day. Yeah. It's ridiculous. For me, con- for me, consistency is about the long term. Yeah. And and so you'll so you'll see that my podcast has been consistent for three, three and a bit years, but it's weekly. So people go, mm. wow, you're so consistent. Yeah, but it's weekly. Um, mm. And that's the thing, I think, you know, uh, there is no seat. So is consistency key? I think so. But but for this reason, um, it's about who we become. Yeah. It's about the learning. It's about the growth. It's like mm. I'm stubbornly consistent. Yeah. Just but in a way that I'm just devoted to it. I, I'm yeah. so devoted to this simple idea of having good conversations with good people. Yeah. And on the days I don't want to do it, I'm disciplined. So I end up finding myself here Tuesday evening thinking, crap, I haven't published episode, whatever it is, because it goes out on the yeah. Wednesday. So yeah. I find that for the love of it or for the sheer determination of it, it happens and I get it done. And that's, that's, yeah, you know, but it, the, the great thing is you and I cannot be anything but better 
for having great conversations with great people and, and that yeah. for me is why consistency is key because yeah. too uh, too many people flip-flop they one minute they're a coach next minute they're a photographer next minute they're and that is the opposite inconsistency mm. is is more of a barrier because other people looking in go i don't really know what i'm going to get from this person i don't yeah. really know why i should go to them for i'm not really sure what they sell i'm not really sure what they offer yeah whereas consistency about you know the way that you communicate your heart your mind your values yeah the the idea the problem that you're trying to solve it's that consistency that that really does make the difference because other people hear it they experience it they can connect you with the people who need that but secondly yeah. for you is that that consistency becomes something that you can um grow upon because because yeah. life doesn't go backwards too many people think if i stop i go back to square one that's that's a fallacy you can't yeah. ever go back to square one because you can't earn unlearn what you've learned mm. so yes i think consistency is key but it's not everything uh, and, and i yeah. think um the willingness to keep showing up and be devoted to your work is far more important definitely definitely agree with that yeah i think i think uh in the past i've probably been very inconsistent in but then i think that goes down to not knowing your why and not knowing mm -hmm. what it is that you want to and then i think when something clicks like you know over the last few years it's just been I just want to help people. I just want to, I just want to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel like they don't belong. I want them to feel like they belong yeah. somewhere and that yeah. they're not getting judged all the time. I think that's yeah. that's something that's a big thing to me, probably from my triggers of yeah. maybe being judged in the past. Who knows? Mm. Probably. I love that. But, I love that. And and so your work will never be done. It, mm -hmm. it will always be a constant moving the needle. A little bit further along so that one person at a time feels like they belong which then makes the idea of consistency an irrelevant one to a degree because you could do this for the rest of your life mm. and 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 still may never have created a, a world where everybody belongs so yeah. it's almost like the work will always always be there so what would you say as a coach mm -hmm. when when you've gone through tough times and also let me bring this up first before I go on to ask this question I think that's very very true and I'd quite like to know um it's sorry it's very true about what you were saying about as a coach it's very hard to switch off or to help yourself <laughs> when you're going through a hard time because you almost want to be there for everyone else almost almost like i can't have a sick day because i've got stuff to do yeah yeah so I, I can't possibly be poor you know it's the same mentally you know i can't possibly i've got i'll help other people i don't have time to help myself so i love what you mm -hmm. said touching on that well unfortunately we have to realize that um there's two things i want to say one is that you can't save everybody so yeah. when i was a 999 core handler one of the hardest things I ever had to deal with. So I used to dispatch officers on the radio. One of right, the hardest okay. things I, I ever had to deal with was the um, 
was a young police officer was driving on blue lights and unfortunately he crashed at the side of the road and was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh my God. Like, yeah, that was my job to keep him safe, to coordinate him and his colleagues. And, and I was young, I was about 21, 22 at this time. And I, I shouldered a huge sense of responsibility after that happened. Yeah. And part of my being able to deal with that mentally is realizing that I'm not responsible for everybody. I can't, yeah. there, are, there are some things beyond my control and you yeah. can't save everybody. And, and unfortunately, I had to learn that through the torment of believing that if I had just done something different, if I'd have yeah. just done. So we can't save everybody. And secondly, is that, you know, if we can't give what we've not got, just imagine how much we can give if we've got a lot. And I yeah. and I try and help people understand, and I really needed to learn this, unfortunately, the hard way, is that the, the opposite of that is burnout. And I'd much rather people didn't learn how powerful they could be through the experience of burnout. Yeah. Uh, because it's not pleasant and and you know for me I didn't reach burnout but I did reach a point where the most important people in my life were not getting the best version of me yeah you know, I said I had I said I had marital issues well that was in part caused by myself and my rather than fixing the issues um I went to spaces and places where I felt loved which was yeah. my community my work yeah. so, <laughs> so I so I got busier I started to help more and more people. What happened? Yeah. These people would say how great Ryan Hartley was. Yeah. So I was showing up to the world for love rather than fixing the things that I needed to fix. And that was a huge lesson for 2019 for me is, you mm. know, I, I, I have this uh, heart and persona for, for being so helpful for people. And yet in yeah. my own home, they weren't getting the person that they needed. Uh, yeah. And that's a really hard realization to to face up to. Yeah. So, and I still I still fall short because I'm such a I'm such a helper of people that I will always be available. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's one of my greatest strengths, my greatest weaknesses. Yeah. But what I have to learn is is two things. One is the more I give to myself, the better I become. It's not I give to myself instead of someone else. It's I give to myself and then somebody else. They get the knock-on effect of my energy. And, and secondly, I have to constantly try and be intentional about who I'm available to. And I don't always get that balance right, but I'm slowly becoming better at trying to communicate that. Yeah, and setting boundaries. God, that's a, that's a new one. That's something that takes time to learn and... Once you yep. it, wow. especially especially when those boundaries then become on phones and messages and WhatsApps and DMs and yeah, uh, so uh, I can't say I'm terribly effective at boundaries, but um, hey, we live and learn, right? <laughs> oh God, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, my next question was going to be how what coping mechanisms do you find that work when you're going as a coach when you're going through a tough time what what do you normally do to help well the the, the realization i've kind of come to recently is that if we have a troubled heart mm. then we need to be still and if we have a troubled mind we need to move the body and and what i mean by troubled heart is that feeling like we're unloved we're not enough like 
that insignificance, that, that emotional struggle. Mm. What happens is the, the world leads to our lack and it makes us feel like we haven't got enough, haven't done enough, haven't been enough. None of it's true. And it's a sign that we're probably too busy. So yeah. when I say be still, it means slow down, come back into our body, breathwork, meditation, because the overwhelming result of that is called heart and mind coherence. HeartMath Institute tell us that when the heart and the brain waves are aligned, the heart then sends a message to the body and the brain to say you are safe, you are okay. And the main result of that is that we, um, our natural state comes through, which is about love, compassion, oneness, unity, collaboration. Yeah. When I say about the mind, sometimes we can intellectually get stuck people's thoughts people's opinions should have you know beverly knight comes to the table all the things that we should have would have could have yeah you know <laughs> uh, um some you know some it's overwhelm sometimes it's it's that feeling of um you know that scene in monsters inc when there's all those doors yeah yeah that for me is like overwhelm it's like all these doors which one do i want and sometimes just moving the body just gets us to shift through and lets the brain do what it's capable of doing, which is processing. But when we're in that overwhelmed state, we're just yeah. in fight, flight, freeze mode. We're, we're never going to get the best of our analytical problem solving brain because yeah. it's too busy looking for all the things that are going to cause us pain and cause us harm because its ultimate purpose is trying to help us survive rather than thrive. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. Mm. That is very interesting. Very interesting. I guess I guess the last thing is that when I when I no matter how much of a coach and how much you've got this stuff dialed down, I think for as long as we push our comfort zone, mm. we're always going to embrace these things called automatic negative thoughts. But like I said, the brain's purpose is to keep us safe. Um so when we push the comfort zone, mm the brain tells us things to say, hey, stay where you are. Do not learn, do not grow, do not improve, do not do these yeah. things because it's safer where you are. Yeah. And when I and when I got my first client, um, business client through Always Better Than Yesterday, they invited me to Europe to, to do a why workshop to help, me, help their marketing team find their why. Immediately I said yes, but that night I was like, oh, what if, what if I can't help them? What if I fail? What if I have the shortest coaching career anybody's ever had <laughs> you know, what if I get found <laughs> out and those what if territories were not normal for me and it was yeah. just a sign that I was pushing my comfort zone and we talked a little bit about imposter like I wasn't an imposter I just hadn't done it before hmm. I just hadn't had the experience to rely on before so I had to come back to some truths I had to talk some more empowering thoughts and that's just where my phrase show up have fun do your best and that, for me, is the go-to phrase I have whenever I feel nervous. Because if I could just show up, get myself yeah. there, forget my thinking, just get myself there, try yeah. and enjoy it, i.e. raise my spirit and have a smile on my face. Yeah. And if I can do my best, one of the best basketball coaches ever to have lived, John Wooden, he defines success as a is the piece of the self-satisfaction knowing that you gave your best. So success isn't about what we achieve. It's not about what we have, what we look like. Success is in our own gift. And only we know whether we've given our best or not. And I just wish more people would see success as an internal feeling 
rather than yeah. an external thing of the world yeah absolutely rather than how big your house is and yeah and I guess it looks different to everyone and as long as they're happy I think that's that's the main thing isn't it is is just being happy but, being happy with but too got. many people don't take the time to define success and they take the world's definition of it so we're constantly yeah. bombarded by messages of lack because that's when marketing's at its best when we're left to feel inadequate without their products mm. so if we're deemed to be a success because we've got the house we've got the car we've got the kids we've got this is an image that has been portrayed to us subconsciously for the entirety of our life so yeah. unless we take the time to personally define success we're going to be working with someone else's definition which is why once we achieve someone else's definition we get that penguins of madagascar moment where we look around and go well this sucks i i thought i would feel successful when i have these things but i don't yeah. which yeah hey well a successful moment for you has to ah. be your bit, and I'm don't. I'm not even going to say his name. I'm just going to say, all right, all right, all right. I don't even know if I say it the same. It doesn't sound like it at all. all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do it. You literally. I did it. All right, Rat. all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you podcasted the man himself. Mm. Tell me all about mm. it. Well, it's crazy, isn't it? And I and I think one of the things that I did prior to leaving the police just before i left yeah i kind of found I, I i had a bit of a breakdown and then came to faith came to faith started to trust in something bigger than myself um yeah. and in doing so i made a commitment to use the gifts and talents that i'd been given and just trusted the universe god would bring whoever needed that to me yeah. And secondly, I, I vowed to leave space for the miracles because I was a control freak. I liked to know if I did X, Y, and Z, it would lead to A, B, and C, right? And and I and that approach led to enough pain that I was like, okay, fine. I'll try and surrender. Yeah. I'll leave space for the miracles. And that was one of them. You know, I I can tell you exactly every single step that I took. But I can't tell you why it happened. I can't tell you whether it was the language I used. I can't tell you whether it was timing, whether it was because yeah. I was British. But all I can tell you is that I had a conversation with a good friend of mine, Tommy Johnson, who his yeah. company, um, so Tommy's company do the video production of my podcast. And yeah. we had a conversation and um, we were just saying, oh, who, he, who's top of your list? And I said, look, I would love Matthew McConaughey. He's top of my list. I would absolutely love it. So the yeah. first thing for me was I just believed that it was even possible. Yeah. Um, so I did my research. I contacted his PR team and I was very specific with the type of conversation that I wanted to have with him. Um, mm. And within and his PR company also represented Jamila Jamil from the UK, um, who's doing okay. amazing things over in, in the States. So I, I didn't put my yeah. eggs into one basket and I would have been grateful for a conversation with either. Two hours later, after I send that email, I'm on a Zoom call, sat here. My phone pops up um, from his PR. Shamila's busy, but Matthew's free. <laughs> I walked downstairs to my wife like as white as a ghost. And I said, Matthew's PR agent has just agreed for him to come on the show. <laughs> oh and I tell God. you, for like 
two weeks until it happened, my heart rate didn't return to normal. Yeah, um, I bet. But but here's what I did. I got like he talks in his book Greenlights that he's such a good actor because he gets to know his man. Mm. And I I spent that two weeks getting to know my man. I I listened to his book over and over again. I looked at all of his films over and over again. I looked at all his motivational videos all over and so I did my prep so when it came to being sat in this room and Matthew mm. McConaughey is on my screen talking to me well there's something about me that felt like I'd already been there and done that there's something yeah. there's something that felt like that was just a natural consequence like of the yeah. prep that I had put in and here's the other thing that I've really gained from policing is that I won't be led to believe that anyone else is better than anyone else um, because whilst I can respect the incredible things that he's done in his lifetime, he's a human being. Mm. And, and I, and I had to remind myself that because there's no point being starstruck and being, Oh, Matthew. And I really wanted to create a great experience for him. And, yeah. and one of the most proud things for me is that people message me saying, that's probably one of the best interviews I have seen with him. You really make mm. him think he looks like he's having a great time. It looked like your old yeah. mates. And that's it. That's all I can ask for. I don't need yeah. anything more. You know, the people after, they're like, oh, who next? Who next? Who next? I'm just going to enjoy the fact that this kid from Trowbridge in the southwest of England was even, you know, audacious enough to think that it was possible. Yeah. So the fact that it's happened was the miracle I left space for. And, and I don't need anything else. You know, it's it's one of yeah. those things. Um, and, and one thing I do now is I, oh, I've not got it here, but I, I, have, mem I have things to remind me. I'm a very visual person. So yeah. I wear a green lights cap or in my living room downstairs, I've got a, a book with his, with a, with a long branch bourbon on a bottle. Cause that's, that's what he represents. And yeah. These are little reminders, you know, just to keep believing, keep dreaming and and to, to leave space for the miracles, because I can't tell you how that happened. All I can tell you is that it did. Yeah. And um, it was very special. Love that. And it was such a good interview as well. Thank you. I was so, yeah, I remember watching it and I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Because you were there so with good. us on the live, you were there with us on yeah, the live streaming, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. So really cool. Really Thank good. you for joining yeah no it's no thanks for thanks for doing it it was fantastic <laughs> so yeah i'll kind of wrap up but normally what i ask at the end is one mindset tip mm -hmm. so what would your mindset tip be for people for the people listening well i think it comes back to what i said a minute ago is probably learn to uh, talk to yourself not listen to yourself and i and i think for as long as we're pushing our comfort zone, our brains are going to be constantly uh, deceiving us. They're going to be getting us to doubt ourselves. The purpose of fear is to keep us where we are, to yeah. keep us doubting our potential, to keep us doubting our abilities. Um, so we have to learn how to recognize that, mm. step back from it, catch it, and then transform it, which is to replace it with something that is ultimately more empowering, more helpful, more loving, more kind. You know, people are very, very good at helping others, but when it comes to themselves, it's there sometimes yeah. there's a little bit of a barrier. <laughs> and 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 all I'm saying is practice. 
you know, yeah. practice makes progress. And the more that we can practice speaking, empowering things to ourselves to enable us to keep showing up, sharing our gifts with the world, um, even if we've never done it before, you know, we'll, we'll win or we'll learn. Um, and it's just having that mindset that is, you know, a lifelong learner. You understand mm. that the only way that we get better is by doing it. Yeah. And um, the only failure is to never try. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. And I will also ask if there is a book or a podcast or something that you've been listening to or reading as of recent that is mm -hmm. that really stands out to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I've read about three or four books in the last six months that have really expanded my heart and mind and they are breath by james nestor yeah. they are becoming supernatural by uh, dr joe dispenza uh and it's the heart math solution by um dr Childry. and those two or three books have made me realize the power that we have within the things that we have been given yeah when we come to our state of when we start to breathe properly when we do breath work that is a life-giving energy that we can flood our body with and when we raise our energy to a state of love not only do we become clearer in mind we become mm. healthier in body and more loving in leadership and i just love that i'm able to draw the dots between um, an energy book a breath book and some leadership to say that mm. when leaders are able to both lead themselves to doing what they love, being someone they love, looking after themselves, mm. they have the power to make such a ripple effect with everybody around them. And it starts with yeah. us. It starts with us as the leader, learning more, implementing, um, and ultimately looking after ourselves so that we can be better for those who need us. Love that. Thank you so much. I think my book, I haven't really been reading as much as I did, as much as I did through lockdown, but I have been reading. So like you said, it's just, it's the little things, isn't it? It's the small wins, but I did just finish reading Ant Middleton's Fear Bubble. Mm -hmm. That is, a, I, well, I listened to it on Audible and what a fantastic book that is. Yeah. It just makes you feel a bit um like you can conquer anything really. Top tip, top takeaway. Top takeaway is so he talks to um he talks to a female that comes up to him and he thought oh it's just a book signing. But she basically breaks down and tells him that she's not worthy. But that she's learned so much from him. He's basically saying, How how can you have learned so much from me when you still don't think you're worthy? And he basically says to her, You don't know what your limits are because you haven't pushed yourself to them. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you haven't pushed yourself to your, I think she was like, you know, a shop worker in Morrison's, and she said to him, I couldn't possibly go back to college. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Not now. And he's saying, But how do you even know that? Like, you don't know what your limits are because you haven't even gone anywhere near them. He said something like you're still sat at the back of that cave, not even going, going anywhere near the entrance. And that, you know, when you just think, 
Yeah, like mm -hmm. that makes me think I'm capable and so is everyone else of so much, so, so, so much more and you, people don't even realise it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was my top takeaway. Love that. Yeah, that's amazing. It's too true. Mm. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Oh, thank you. It's thank been... you for having me. It's been fun. I had a yeah, good laugh. It's been, great. it's been really, really great. So, yes. And that's a wrap. Thank you.